Um, should we just jump straight into it and screw the preamble of the cold open? Yeah, <laughs> unless this is the preamble of the cold open. I mean, this like... is this is the preamble to the preamble of the cold open. We're we're going into meta territory right here. Oh man, I can't even take it, man. What is it? Ninety eight episode, ninety eighth. Yeah, yeah. Ninety eight episodes in, and um, uh, we're just gonna jump straight into it. This is a bit of a debriefing session between the two of us. Yeah, because <laughs> we experienced a lot of things today, and yet we've resisted the urge to talk to it until we got right in front of this microphone. Oh my gosh, yes. And, and um, if, if you follow us on Instagram, or if you can read the title of the episode, um, you, you can kind of gauge what this next episode's about. Yeah. Sort of. It's going to be, um, what are we going to call this episode? Netflix and... Uh, that's spill. a good question. And Netflix and spill. Netflix and spill. All right, that's less pressure on me now. All right. Um, so we're gonna spill because we just Netflixed and we just Netflixed harder than uh, we were. I, at least I've ever Netflixed before. Yeah, totally. Now that I think about it, though, Netflix and spill sounds like an ejaculatory thing. That is true. Spills from your. It's still that's still the title of the episode. It's but that like you're trying to chill, but then you got a bit too, you excited, too excited and you spilled. Yeah. Um. But- <laughs> But um, just for some context, John and I just attended a uh, like a Netflix upfronts kind of event? event. What's yeah? What's the event? It was okay. Oh wait, what? hi everyone. Hello, hello, everyone. hello, everybody. Oh, Welcome to uh, Good Hang Podcast. My name is Nathan. I am John, and we just arrived back from the Netflix. Um, see what's next, Asia. See what's next, Asia. There's no event. comment, but that's that. There's no comma in the in the thing, but that's what I'm going to call it. See what's next, Asia. Yeah. So, um, to put it simply, it's a press conference. It's a closed door media thing, and we're closed door media kind of people, you uh, know. Yeah, upgrade. Uh, um, and um, it's just like the people um, in, in the executive positions of Netflix, uh, people involved in the creative parts of some Netflix shows, as well as the actors of some Netflix shows, um, coming down to do a big old press conference and tell people yeah. what's going to happen uh, for the the coming the near future, both in terms of programming, in terms of uh, outreach plans. I mean, it was the Steve Jobs of Netflix was talking to us, one of the co-founders, the CEO. Oh, yeah. Do you have the schedule on you? Do you still have that paper schedule that I they handed out to it. us? No, I don't. Oh, that's... We're, we suck, uh, but yeah, we, it was like a full day. In the morning, there were some talks, and then some. There were some panels. Some celebrities were there. Some big celebrities. We'll get into in a bit. But it was really cool, and it was a really cool experience. And there was free food. It's kind of like good. the closest I've ever been to experiencing uh, a Comic Con type of thing. Yeah. Or like, hey, dare I say it, it felt like being at Disneyland hmm. because Netflix is kind of like the modern day thing, right? Like that 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 we all kind of escape to. At least I do. Yeah, just no rides. Yeah. I escaped to Netflix quite often. So to be in a space, so we went into this ballroom in MBS um, and uh they it's decked out with like netflix shit and like they've 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 crafted the room so that like it reflects their shows and there's props and stuff and i want speaking of props i want to give them props for the budget on the event itself man oh yeah it was like they spared fancy. no expense yeah, yeah they flew in all these different like like just the chairs alone i walked we walked into the okay so there was like a pre-holding area for the press to like uh, get coffee, get food. It was like a whole ballroom, and there was like experimental, experiential things. Like you could take photos with yeah. um, a cricket bat for <laughs> a new Indian show. Uh, you could like there was a bunch of stuff. There was umbrellas from Umbrella Academy. You and can then, take pictures of uh, bricks of cocaine for yes, narcos that were actually sandwiches. Yeah, I think people didn't know what the fuck they were because yeah. there were a lot of leftover sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Too bad narcos. Uh, and then yeah, and then you moved into the main area where the actual talks were being held again. Host, uh, not again, but hosted by Adrian Pong, which was cool to see. Mm-hmm. 
And like all the chairs were like red, white, and black. I'm like, they flew in all these chairs. Like these are like they made. I don't know how they ordered it. They made them, but these are Netflix chairs. Yeah. And there was like hundreds of them. Because pretty was- sure they're MBS chairs, but okay, we'll go with Netflix. No, chairs. they were Netflix. <laughs> Dude, they were Netflix colors, right? Right. <laughs> don't bl- don't don't blur my bubble. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. It was a really cool event. Yeah. It was kind of, for me, like, the closest thing I can equate it to is, like, it's, like, the feeling I had as a kid in Disneyland mm-hmm. where, like, oh, like, all these things that I'm familiar with and I'm seeing and I'm, I'm up close with it. Yeah, but just that we actually literally saw actors yeah. that we, we, we grew up watching on screen. Yeah. Uh, or on our laptops, be it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, like like you said, it really reminded me of, like, Comic-Con. I was like, I felt like we were in Hall H. Um, instead of Chris Hardwick, it was Adrian Pang. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Less so, uh, sexual allegations on that guy. Allegedly. <laughs> but, okay, so shall we run down what happened? Because, okay, so the, Ooh, the okay. first panel, right, or the first talk was Wait, wait, just, just like, let's rewind a little let's bit. Let's rewind it even more. The day started pretty damn early. Oh, the day started, like, what time is it right now? It's okay, yeah. It started early for us. Maybe not for majority of you guys who, who, who are normal people and work... When I say normal, I mean like you're not stupid like us and normal. chose stupid yeah, paths normal. in our lives. But you know, you work nine to five jobs. But typically, for us waking up before the before eight thirty, the crack of eleven p.m. eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, Nathan text text me last night. All right, dude, be there at eight forty-five, and I was like, "Fuck your mama." <laughs> Uh, but we did that. We did that. We not fucked his mama. We um we showed up woke at eight forty-five very early. Showed up at MBS, and I was like, "Give me that free coffee, son." Mm-hmm pounded that and then yeah with almost like no real context with what was gonna happen yeah i, I didn't quite know what to expect so like all, when we saw all those overwhelming things that we just yeah. mentioned it felt like a dream because i literally just woke up i was in my pajamas more or less pretty much um and like fast forward to like half an hour later robin wright yeah is in front yep. of our faces yep robin wright that's a uh, claire underwood herself from the netflix Netflix series uh, House of Cards was there to talk about the show and like the final season and it was so funny it was like <laughs> I was like are they gonna mention Kevin Spacey at all no not- oh she mentioned his character oh it's the moment's gone but yeah for the like- first time in a media circus there was an elephant in the room oh <laughs> <laughs> really good so yeah so the the very first thing that happened bef- was like the like the one of the co owners of Netflix just be like Netflix Asia good Robin Wright comes out talks for about thirty minutes about the process of filming and directing this last season for her that was really cool she was spellbinding I couldn't stop looking at her face dude I was legit like you are a you are a star like you know what I mean like okay so like just to jump ahead there was a couple of like pretty big um actors and actresses there but like robin wright had like what had like an aura about her like to me she was like glowing mm. and she's like what in her 50s and she was cor- she's fucking hot man i have no idea how old she is but in my mind she's always princess, princess bride. bride so like 18 or whatever she was when oh she my goodness that. she's always princess bride in my head but like of course she's every other iconic character she's ever played I mean, she's jenny jenny she's jenny, jenny from forrest gump to you yeah <clears throat> and let's not i mean i mean again i i guess we could be super candor on this show like i only watched the first three seasons of of uh, House of Cards, but she is Claire Underwood too. I mean, that's a fantastic character, which she she won a Golden Globe for. I'm kind of on the same boat with you on that one. I haven't watched past the third season of mm-hmm. House of Cards, not because it's 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 a very gripping show. It's just that I I don't find it particularly bingeable sometimes. Yeah, it's really tough because it's kind of jam packed. It's one of those shows that has like a lot of information coming out, out, out at you, and 
it's it's definitely not like my chosen kind of binge thing. I feel like I need to be very selective when I start binging that. I mean, it's a lot of like darkness. But then again, I feel <laughs> the know? same way about Game of Thrones. Even though I hear people binge that like crazy, oh, I, I can c- binge that. I can't stop. binge Game of Thrones. That because the thing with Game of Thrones it has like it has so many different characters. But here it's like I mean, there's like you know obviously there's the Underwoods mm-hmm. and there's a couple of side characters. But for the most part, like, Game of Thrones is such an expansive world. That like while you get, when you're getting tired of someone, they switch to someone else, and it's a completely different flavor, different vibe. But House of Cards is just like, look how awful we are, politics constantly. But it's a great show, and I maybe I'll go back to it. And I gotta say, when they played the intro music of the show right when she came in, I got kind of hyped up. It's mm. a cool song. God, look at Robin Wright in her Wikipedia picture. She's hot. She's gorgeous. Fifty two, by the way. Fifty two years old is Robin Wright. But when they were talking about the show, they did bring up something that kind of like made my mind explode a, t- a teensy little bit mm. because. Um, with the way that we consume media nowadays, it's so easy to kind of like forget how these things even came to be. Right. Like how we're watching shows by the season as opposed to like waiting week by week for each episode. Yeah. And like they brought it up during the press conference, but they were saying like, yeah, House of Cards was the pioneering show to kind of do that in to terms do, of like... To air all episodes at once. Yeah. 2013, they were the first ones to do it. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that too. It blew my mind that it was that recent because yeah. for some reason in my head it's like, oh yeah, and they started doing this in 2007 or nah, 8. No, 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 no. It's a very recent thing. Like we are at like kind of like the, the edge, like the new cusp of a whole new era of entertainment. Yeah, and it's crazy because like, okay, another person who gave a talk was, I forgot his name, but he was my favorite the uh he was like the head of programming or something or anyway he was talking about he was the only one not using the uh whatchamacallit not cue cards but the teleprompter uh, the teleprompter he was the only one i was like i like this guy and he was talking about how like basically yeah giving us a walk down memory lane of the history of netflix and i'm like i think you are you're thinking thinking about todd yellen yeah yeah that's it i wish we had this um the schedule on us but yeah todd yellen he was so cool and like i was like Fuck! Like he, he he was running us through like oh it started out we send DVDs out blah 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 mail service and now here we are, and when we release something we flip a switch and it's aired all around the world in twenty seven languages and blah 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 and it's dubbed or subtitles I'm like, holy shit! You almost take it for granted, but that is truly fucking amazing. It really is. Cause like you know I remember the days when it was like when I was living in Asia in the Philippines and I'm like a movie came out in the states I'm like oh. Can't wait to watch this movie. Guess I'll have to wait three months. Yeah. Or like, I and then like, don't even talk about TV shows. Like, yeah. oh, this TV show is great. I can't wait to go to America and find a rerun <laughs> and tape it to my VHS. Like, there was just no way. And then Netflix came in and just fucking exploded it and changed the game. And it's like, it's so fucking great. Netflix is the shit. I think the Hot only, take. I think the only, the only trade off, and it's a very small one, is that last time, um, TV shows, you know, season finales, uh, 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 series finales used mm-hmm. to be events that people would schedule in and be like, oh, on Friday, 10 p.m., this show is going to end and then everyone gathers around and but watches it together. You know, together. the thing is, is that you can still choose to have that if you want to. Maybe not on a global scale, but exactly. who cares about the global scale? Like, I have a group of friends now who, I'll say it, they're pussies. Uh, they okay. can't watch, <laughs> they can, They want to watch House on Haunted, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, but they can't because they're too scared. So we're trying to organize, like, times to watch it together. Group watching. Things. And that's that's awesome that you can do that. And he, like that I said, true. at two p.m. or two a.m. whenever you want to do it, you can do it. That is true. It is it, the ultimate freedom, but sometimes that ultimate freedom is also like very difficult to wield. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> and you just end up binging stuff by yourself. Yeah. So like, I think that's the only trade off that like the the watching experience is almost now optimized for like solo viewing. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints over that because I solo travel for work a lot, and like it it fills up those like empty spaces in between sure. really well, especially when you download like a whole season of Daredevil yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like slowly just munch away at it. But like, like, but like just to share it's just like 
I get what you're, I kind of get what you're saying, but it's like it's no longer like it's almost as if. But I mean, it's like it's evolving with the times because like something will come out, it'll be amazing. People will talk about it for like that half a second, then mm-hmm. we move on, right? As opposed to be like, holy shit, that final episode of Mash, blah, 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 and everyone's talking about it. The final episode of Seinfeld, but like Daredevil season three came out was amazing, and people are watching it and then kind of forgetting about it. not forgetting about it, but moving on to the next thing. How do you feel about I don't that? Know if that's though? a good thing or I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I but, yeah, uh, I don't know where I place myself on that. My personally, mm-hmm. because we would like to. I, I mean, I would hope that we would one day like to be part of these things, either oh, creatively sure. or like be it b- behind or in front of the camera. Both and like because content is so, especially like uh, TV content, movie content, it's so quickly consumed and so quickly forgotten nowadays. I find that a little bit scary because yeah, you can put in your life's work and like make an amazing show and then it just kind of gets eaten up by like the gigantic media monster that is like tv yeah, and movies nowadays, but at the same so time quickly. what's the difference because it's like is it people are not talking about it but more people are, are seeing it because it's like if you have w- true worldwide reach like narcos is watched in fucking every country in the yeah, world yeah, i imagine yeah and like maybe then people aren't talking about it but I- i'll talk about it like <laughs> Like, we talk about it regularly, Nathan. We're like, oh, th- like, I'm, it's been like three weeks now. And I'm still trying to get you to watch The Haunting of Hill House. It's, so it's good. just that there's really, okay, like, the, the, the main takeaway with all this is that there's so much shit to watch. And yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. so good. Like, every time they, they were uh, showing a trailer for a show or showing a snippet oh, of something, like, I was just, okay, add it to my list, add it to my yep. list, add it to my list. Like, I have, there's really, there's how, huh. I, it's a very first world problem. Like, oh, there's not enough time to watch all the things I want on Netflix. <laughs> See, I make time. I'm committed. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're married to Netflix. I really. am a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really is a beautiful, beautiful time that we're living in, and um, I just never, again, with the House of Cards press conference, it, I never realized that it's, it was that recent. Mm. That House of Cards was the show to drop everything at one shot. And now that I'm thinking back, when House of Cards did come out, I remember being like, oh, yeah, this new show, it's out? Okay, how can I watch it? Oh, directed, Netflix. And then like, I have to be reminded, oh, directed by David Fincher? I kind of yeah, forgot yeah. about that. And then, like, and then I remember my mind being blown, like, oh, you mean all the episodes are out already? Like, did the show come from somewhere Yeah, that else? was a real new experience. Like, I legitimately remember being like, all right, I'm done with that episode. Here comes the next one, I guess. And like, and just as no, knowledge of like, if I was a weirdo, I could just jump to the end of the season and see what the ending is. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that power. With I mean, I would never do that, but like, to know <laughs> that's that a you very do strong that, power to wield. Nah, I feel like you can do that with things like um, the Bible or CW shows. <laughs> sure. Or um, making a murderer season two. No. Don't watch that shit. I'm telling you guys. Oh, season right, two really bad. Season okay. I'm telling you guys right now, preemptively. If you are a fan of Making a Murderer season one, don't even touch season two. It gets really hokey to the point where it becomes almost like, like one of those History Channel shows. Ooh. Oh yeah, they do All like right. reenactments and like recreations and stuff that are. Yeah, it's just irrelevant, and it seems like they're just trying to stretch a story. That's really lame. Yeah. Um. You know, I used to live uh, just to change subject a little here a little bit i used to live in la new york and new york so like seeing celebrities was kind of like uh a regular thing part 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 parcel but like holy shit man we saw some fucking legit stars today Mm -hmm. because after after um uh, robin wright came out it was the next was the freaking narcos panel Mm -hmm. and who came out freaking diego luna and michael pena Mm -hmm. like i was like 
oh my god, I'm such a big fan of both their works, <laughs> especially Michael Pena. And yeah. like, and I'm like, it was a weird kind of experience because I'm like, oh look, stars, they really are just like us. Because I mean, like, like I'm like, they're dudes, they're yeah. guys, they wear clothes. Michael Pena looks kind of frumpy. Yeah. Diego Luna is slightly taller than I thought. And then yeah. like, I, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And like, they were talking about making it in the craft. And okay, so where are you with Narcos? Because Narcos is legit. I feel I... like somehow, if House of Cards is what started it, how, Narcos is up there in, in terms of showing like holy shit this is what they can do they kept it going yeah no but they like but like e- they even ramped it up a new level because they're like okay now okay Netflix is gonna take on like international stuff mm-hmm. and, and tell the story of this South American thing and like really broaden its thing and like be bold like they like mentioned like 60% of the dialogue of all of Narcos is in Spanish that's the part that I think is some next level shit because I remember being totally engrossed in in in, in narcos, completely just like swept away by it, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize till closer to the end of the season that I holy shit I've been reading subtitles. Yeah, this whole you're time. reading the whole time. I've been reading subtitles the whole time when like usually I'd kind of be a little bit lazy to be this committed to a show that exactly. is completely subtitled. Actually, while we're on that topic, because um, one of the one of the guys also talked about like dubbing and how Netflix is like really trying to get really good actors to do dubbing in all the different languages. Have you ever watched anything dubbed on Netflix? I'm um, going to try. I haven't watched any live action things dubbed. I don't know if they do that. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they do. Live action, they do. Okay. Like at, uh, most shows, like um, the next one I'm probably going to try is that German show Dark. Or actually, I mean, they kept talking about Sacred Games because mm-hmm. that, that looked pretty cool. Um, I've only ever watched anime dubbed. Yeah. And then I almost always just go back to the original Japanese dub. Yeah, because I mean, that's the way to do it. But like, and they, they even joked about it in the Netflix panel. They're like, oh, dubbing used to be like really bad uh, Godzilla movies and then really bad Kung Fu movies. Yeah. But they're trying to make it actually palatable and really try to go for it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll try Sacred, Sacred Games mm-hmm. out of India. Instead of Hindi, I'll watch it in English. Hey, man, if you want to watch modern day dubbing at its finest just watch any hong kong movie that's what i'm talking about (laughs) i truly i don't understand when i watch hong kong movies like not even ones from the 70s or 80s i mean ones that are being made like now Mm. um with like uh i can't think of a hong kong actor's name andy lao lao or people like that you know it blows i guess it's like a language thing and a dialect thing and depending on what dub you get Mm because i guess i'm not watching the original cantonese double yeah it would be in mandarin right? but it's so distracting because it doesn't match it just doesn't matter i don't understand why they can't just subtitle it because like for some reason the version that i always see no matter it be in cinema Mm -hmm. or like um some kind of uh online version Mm -hmm. it's almost always that hard-coded um really distracting uh, voiceover almost and like almost every Hong Kong movie I watch I can never watch it with like full seriousness because like the dubbing is always so distracting yeah. and I don't understand how an entire industry was built on that but that was cool like part of the presentation was like they were presenting facts right and they just showed like they had all these facts and figures and they were like oh for example um, they took this anime show and apparently 50% of the people watch it dubbed 50% subtitles blah, blah blah and they were like in Japan people watch 13 Reasons Why Something like seventy percent would watch it in English, uh, in Japanese with you know, in English with Japanese subtitles, and it was all over the place. But the, the fact is that they give you options, and that's really cool. Like mm-hmm. one of the facts they were like, oh, when we released um, House of Cards back in twenty thirteen, it was available, and I assume only in subtitles in seven languages. Right. So, and then they were like, oh, fast forward to the what well, the newest show was Sabrina, right? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Twenty seven languages that came out with. So like Ooh. Netflix is like I mean that's kinda like in a stupid way, that's what we're trying to do with podcasting, right? I know we have a lot of local listeners, but our reach technically is global. Mm-hmm. And like and, or and but to anyone who can 
understand English for this podcast. But like, we have subtitles. You just can't see them. Yeah. 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 We have someone writing them on the wall right next to us. <laughs> faster, Bernard. Faster. Um, but yeah, like that's so cool that like conceivably, like Nathan, if we were less lazy, we could like write a show, pitch it to the local company, get it made, and then put it on Netflix, and people mm-hmm. like listeners could watch us. Let's do. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. Can we, oh yeah, of can we do a show? Let's do a movie. A TV the doors show are wide open now, mm-hmm. and I think the barrier for entry is getting um, a little less uh, a cutthroat. Dude, not even are the doors open. There's someone on the other side actually trying to pull you through. Like yeah. if if the old model was like there are gatekeepers that prevent you from being in the movie industry, and then that got shattered when the internet launched, and like then you can create your own shit. Now Netflix is actively like, hey, they kept they kept like like properly like just drilling this into us like southeast asia asia is the new hotbed for creative talent we're going to try to cultivate that Mm -hmm. which i think is good because i think i mean tastes are one thing but like the quality of stuff can only rise when you make more stuff i mean it's really because if you think about it netflix is an unprecedented thing um Mm -hmm. on our planet because it's a global channel yes and it only stands to reason that a global channel is going to want to appeal to every one of their markets to some level. Yeah. Especially since they expanded to like, you know, the greater parts of Asia two, three years ago. And it's really interesting to see um, that industry <clears throat> like uh, it's almost like an aggregation of Hollywood, Bollywood, Hong Kongywood. All of it. All of it. All and of it. Those doors are open to like the world mm-hmm. an indonesian action star can make it into a hong kong kung fu film all all they were saying all those big groups were saying we're looking for stories mm-hmm. we're looking for interesting unique storytellers so bring it on yeah which i think is great mm-hmm. um what's that what's that movie there I, I i'm gonna go home and watch this movie they were pitching to me is uh, shirkers that's on netflix now yeah so shirkers is a documentary um made in singapore made in singapore it's a i'm sure you guys have heard about it if you're if you if you've Unless you've been living under it, it's a rock been like ma- John, it's been making the social media rounds. Like you'll recognize yeah. the poster, right? It's it's so from what I you've you've seen this right, Nathan. Mm-hmm. So from what I gather from like the past and like from today, it's like a, a documentary that's based on a movie that was made in the '90s in Singapore and was never 80s. really '80s. It was never widely seen. I'm I'm, I'm oh, interested no, no. for sure. It was not never widely seen. The director it never of came the out. film just bolted with all of the shit. Ew. The director of the film, this American guy, just bolted with. All of the materials, leaving the cast and crew just like, whoa, what just happened? And the mo- and the documentary explores that story, that whole story. And that, why I'm so into that. That sounds interesting. Shirkers, that you know, he shirked his responsibility. And like, apparently, the movie's been doing well in the festival circuit. Like, yeah, and Dot Jif did the music for it. Cool. Which, yeah, um, it's amazing. Musician. Shirkers, check it out. Um, I'll put a link in the trailers, a yeah. trailer in the in the notes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but okay, wait, just to go back. So to Narcos. So mm-hmm. we had two bona fide Mexican slash Mexican-American movie stars on the stage in the same room. We breathed the same air as um, the guy from Ant-Man and the guy from St- and the guy from Rogue, Rogue One. One. Can I just say Cassian that? Cassian and yeah. Michael Pena. Can I, can I just say that seeing Michael Pena in person was one of the strangest things Why I've is experienced that? In, in recent Yeah, memory. you mentioned that. Why is that? Um... It's just strange because, okay, like Singapore, we don't have a lot of Hispanic people. Sure. You don't see that many Hispanic people. The closest we have are like Filipinos, Filipinos. like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in my head, the default Hispanic person is Michael Pena. 
Really? He's like the default Hispanic person in my head just because I didn't grow up with Hispanic people around me. I went to school with with, with many, but even then, like, my yardstick was always Michael Pena because I grew up from childhood watching him in TV shows, like, what in you, movies. What do you remember him from? That is the thing. I wish I could tell you. I don't know what I remember him from in my childhood. I know in my recent memory... He's kind of him. always been there, right? Yeah. I know in my recent memory, I remember him from things like uh, End of Watch. End of Watch is like my... I mean, he's a hilarious guy, yeah. and he's also pretty funny in End of Watch. But yeah. End of Watch, the dramatic ki- uh, L.A. crime movie, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, and of course, recent things like Ant Man. Uh, 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 he was recently in that Logic music video that was great. He was um, in the Extinction movie on Netflix that no one watched. Oh yeah, he was, but he wasn't in that much. Um, uh, he's going to be in the in the in the much anticipated Dora the Explorer movie. Yes. <laughs> The Martian. He was in The Martian. Yes, he was in The Martian. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like that guy that's just always kind of been there. Like, I wouldn't mind having his career. Like, looking at the movies he's done. Um, yeah, like we said, End of Watch. And he was in Fury, that tank movie, the World War II yeah. tank movie with Brad Pitt. But see, like, he, he's just this very prominent image in my head. That to see yeah. him walk up in front of me in MBS of all places and just sit down and just start, like, shooting the shit. Yeah. Talking about something that he shot a handful of months ago. <laughs> And, like, he is literally 10 steps away from us. Something about that was very surreal, but something about that was also very, like, um, like, like you said, like, he's just a dude. Yeah. It really does make you feel like the, 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 the world of entertainment is becoming so much more accessible, not just for the audience, but for the creators and the people that want to be uh, performers in there as well. Like, it's becoming a much more global thing and i'm really happy that singapore is starting to become part of that conversation man let's let's fucking grab onto it and fucking write it out because i mean (laughs) the uh head i forgot her position but the head of like the whole of asia is singaporean yeah that's really cool Mm -hmm. let's pitch her stuff let's get her email address (laughs) i believe Um, her name is rachel i might be wrong no Um, jenny yeah that's right jenny rachel (laughs) is her name um but that was really cool so yeah michael pena and then after that uh we had lunch which was you know good um fun uh and then when we came back they started talking about the movies that were coming up and they showed us some exclusive trailers some exclusive first looks oh we skipped over the animated section that was kind (laughs) of five minutes of interestingness okay so they brought over like one of their regional heads from 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 Japan. Yeah, and he was talking about all of the exciting, specifically anime projects that they have coming. Yeah, up. on the schedule he had uh, eleven to eleven fifteen. Yes, which is a lot of time to talk yes. about the animated shows. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried doing this, but if I'm sure we have some fans of anime out here, but fans of anime, if you have ever had an experience of trying to recommend an anime to friends, to explain what it's about, and to try to explain what it's about, you can sometimes catch yourself saying the most ridiculous shit and going like oh what am i saying right now yeah that was totally i mean let's say so for example um okay there is this there's a show about mm-hmm. a guy who's a average business worker and then suddenly he finds out that he is like no i don't even i'm doing this wrong but then he wants what's one punch man about i'm trying to explain one punch man <laughs> i don't know well enough to okay, explain it like you know there's this um anime series i think mm-hmm. you really like it it's like a superhero show but then it's about this one anime uh this is this one superhero he's bald and he can destroy anything in one punch and he doesn't really want to be a superhero but he does it anyway just because and then he also has this friend who is a cyborg a cyborg ninja who's first his enemy but then they become friends because the cyborg ninja wants to become uh, a superhero just like One Punch Man and then they go on this journey together but really he's just one of the strongest people on earth and no no one can ever 
pose him a challenge. So really, there's not much of a point in watching it because he always wins anyway. Yeah, and like every battle is anticlimactic because he just punches them and literally punches them in one punch and the fight's over. <laughs> blah blah blah. Okay, so that's an example, right? But like, yeah, the shit we heard was like, ah, oh, yeah. Try drugs. try just explaining any anime to a friend and just. Listen to yourself say the most ridiculous shit you've ever said before. Like, John, have you seen this anime called Attack on Titan? It's what? about a bunch of uh, 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 people living in a German village. Okay. Uh, although they okay. look Asian, but they're all Germans. And um, they're being attacked by uh, uh, giant people with no genitalia. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine like an inside-out kind of man. Okay. Um, some of them are inside-out. Some of them are kind of just like deformed Benjamin Button kind of like giants. <laughs> um, and they all eat people uh and uh they 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 walk around in the day but i think something like they don't come out at night yeah um yeah you just you do this, you do this for anything it's like, all right nathan there's this thing right where there's this the aliens are constantly attacking the earth but then other aliens are trying to protect them and here's the thing all the aliens look like humans and when they when they they can fight they do martial arts and they fly around and when they get really angry they they turn blonde dragon ball z also Hitler's dream, I just realized. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fucking weird. Okay, anyway, so anyway, at this Netflix pitch, first of all, some legit things to be excited about. They're doing, oh, I guess we, this is like an exclusive, like we can, it's, it, we can break this to you now. The Ooh. news is probably the, out by now. The embargo's been lifted, so whenever you're listening to this, it's cool. But like, uh, two things, the two things that really grab my attention from the anime department is that they're making um, Altered Carbon, yeah, the Netflix live action show, into an anime series. I wonder if it's going to be like Tales from that World or are they going to retell it? Probably not retell it, right? I think it's going to be... It's either going to be a sequel or a prequel. Mm. I think they're just going to wholesale just continue the story or like give more backstory to it because I've seen bits and pieces of the show and it seems ripped straight out of an anime, like some kind of uh, Ghost in the Shell, Evangelion kind of yeah, like I mean, world. It, it's clearly heavily inspired by that kind of work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they're going... They're based. They they made a live action that was kind of based on an anime, and now they're making that thing into an anime. But it looks interesting. I'll I'll tune in. Not only a, not cool only looking that. world and cool looking idea. Yeah, uh, the one I'm honestly kind of excited for is uh, <laughs> it's the anime to Pacific Rim. What they're making Pacific Rim into an anime? That's gonna be so cool. It's kind of it's one of those things where it's like logically yes. That I mean, would, duh, that would happen. Duh. I'm just happy that. I mean, I don't know who's really behind this creatively, but I mean, it's an anime. How bad can it be? I'm just happy that Pacific Rim is in good hands again. Yeah. Because I enjoyed the first movie thoroughly. I thought it was... Very much so. It was the the perfect form of just like trash. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, it's great. It was, it was, it was monsters fighting robots. It didn't have to be heartful, but it's, it kind of still was. Um, It it had uh, some emotion, but it didn't try too hard like Transformers 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Mm-hmm. but then you watch the second one and then it's just like... I, don't I couldn't for the life of you. Okay, so if we said that like explaining an anime is fucking crazy, ex- explaining Pacific Rim 2 is impossible. I... I'm not even going to try. Dude, I can't even begin to tell you like what the fuck that movie was about. It's about Finn. Um, uh, he's quit the rebellion. Yep, and then Clint Eastwood Jr. Yes, they become something. friends. Yeah. And they fight... And there's a kid. No, no, no. They don't fight yet. They just do robots. Uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia guy is secretly yep. crazy. Yep. And then uh, Big Mouth Fishman um, was a scientist. And, and then, then they fight at some point, but... And then Mount Fuji's in Tokyo. They're not... What were they fighting again? Kaiju. But were they fighting Charlie Day? 
Yes, Charlie Day became a kaiju. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's like <sighs> this is boring listening because that movie's. But but you know what? I can take 30 minutes of an animated show mm-hmm. based on the idea of giant ass robots fighting giant ass monsters. I'm in. I will watch that. <laughs> uh, that's but, actually that's actually a pretty fun game. Like um, to describe. How would this be a game? I'll make like, a game for you. I'll, I'll be like, two of these are real animes and one is just made up from my mind. Which one's the real one? <laughs> no, what if it's like, um, 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 uh, try to describe a very famous movie. Yep. But in the hardest way possible. Mm. You know what I mean? In the most, indece- so accurately say what it's about, but yes, make it- but make it as like, as, as, as obscure as possible. Why don't you try? And okay. I'll try to guess what you're talking about. Um, a farmhand, mm-hmm. um, as a baby, was separated from his family. Star Wars. Damn it! <laughs> see, that's the problem. If it's a good story, it'll be iconic. Okay, okay let's see here. Try, I'll try. I'll okay, try. okay. No, 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 wait, wait. Hold on, let me try okay. one more time. Um, you know how sometimes you had a piece of jewelry mm-hmm. that like is so annoying that you just have to get rid of it, but then like it's really hard to get rid of it. And sometimes you're not the person to get rid of it. Titanic. So, nope. <laughs> Close. Uh, but you but you, you need to like... They sunk a whole ship to get rid of an old woman's <laughs> necklace. Is that what it's about? Yeah. That makes sense. Secretly. And then they're like, oh, let's give it to this dude who's got friends. Ocean's Eleven. That's the reverse of what... That is the reverse yeah, of uh, So, and then like, he's got like a party... And there's a there's a his uncle's is it's, it's it's a birthday and he's like all right I gotta go and um he goes away and the main guy's like what the fuck where'd you go and then they're like okay and then this um long haired dude used to be like what are you doing and the guy's like oh I'm just you know and then they were like all right give the thing to the guy and they're like okay and then I'm gonna write my book and I'm gonna go hang out with some friends I made before okay and the guy's like where's my <laughs> uncle and he's like all right <laughs> I'm big lebowski <laughs> nope i'm gonna keep going till i explain the whole movie so you did synopsis i'm doing a summary and the guy was like all right well here's that jewelry thing what do i do with it they're like what the old guy's like what and the guy's like take it and the guy's like no and the, the kid, kid's like what and then he takes this. the thing he's like you gotta go meet me in the forest over here and he's like, what? And they're like, okay. And he starts walking, and then his um his maid joins him. He's like, oh, I'm your maid. I'm going to hang out with you. And they start walking, 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 and they get attacked, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, Lord like, of the Ring. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> that was fun for everyone. Wait, who's the maid? Samwise Gamgee. That is not an accurate representation of Samwise well, Gamgee's I if role I... in the story. He's not a maid. He's his cook, his chef, whatever he okay, is. Okay, fine. It's fine. his Sam. That's all. I anyway, all right. Well, that was a good, good game, Nathan. Wait, is it is it t- time enough to jump into a game, or is it too early? I think it's about I gotta... time. It's a, it, you think we, it's time? We can continue the the Netflix talk later, or we can abandon it entirely. But I feel like playing a game. All right. Game time. Game time. Dude, Nathan, it's been too long since we played this game. It is my favorite game. I have to come up with a better title for it, but it is the Synopsis Game. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's not what it's called. Not the Synopsis Game. That's a different thing. We kind of just played the that. The Synonym Game. The Synonym Game. Yeah. For okay. those longtime listeners, basically, this is where I take a title of a thing, go through my thesaurus, and give it an alternate title. Alternate titles. That could be the name of this game. Yes. I did it. Give an example, John. So, for example... uh. 
as we were talking about uh, the Lord of the Rings, I could be the God of the jewelry. The God of the jewelry. I'd be like, Nathan, what is this movie? The God of the jewelry. He'd be like, Lord of the Rings. Okay. So this one, though, to keep with our Netflix theme, are all Netflix original series. Hey, hey. So you're going to narrow it down quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it does quite a bit. But let's see. I try to make it difficult, though. So let's see how you do. So those of you listening at home, (laughs) play along. Let's see if you can get it quicker than Nathan. I hope one of them is like, Amber is the new... Shut up. Night. <laughs> no, that's okay. not. I don't have that. I was going to have that, but then I forgot. So All right. I don't. So I've got one, two, three, four. Okay. One, two, three, two, four, six, eight, ten. About 12 questions. So All play right. along we at home. There. Like I said, I'm just going to say a title, an alternate title for a thing. You say the original one. Let me know if you can beat Nathan. Uh, respond somewhere. Bam, bam. All right. Here we go. I'm just going to start out with a really easy one, you guys. Okay. So get ready. A dozen and one explanations. Thirteen reasons why. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. So fast, but like I said, so easy. All right. How, how was season two for that, by the way? I didn't bother. I did not watch it. <laughs> and I love season one, and we talked about it in this very show. But season two just got so much negative, and, I, and, yeah. and then I just didn't care. I just didn't understand how they can continue this her story. Yeah, I don't really know what they... Eh, I'll, I'll Wikipedia it, but it's just like... I, I don't know. It's just like... I mean, I was so into the first story, and I was so into it, and there was the mystery behind it. And then I think as more and more time went away, I, what stayed with me was how annoying everyone was. And then when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, man, everyone's just being whiny. I just don't want to go back to those characters. Maybe that's what it is. They were, like, honestly, as interesting as that original first season was, it was a heavy show. Very much so. It was difficult to Glad digest. Glad I watched it. It was, diffi- well it was it was difficult to digest and like honestly like the people on there were insufferable. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't feel like going back to those characters. Pretty much, pretty much. Jack Bauer, they are not. Indeed. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. I don't know why he's my go to of I don't like, know. Yeah, I didn't get that. I was like, is there a reference? Characters anyway. that I like. I just like him. Alright. Next yeah. one. Alright, here we go. Ready? Yep. Inky Reflector. Black Mirror. That is correct. You are so fast. Maybe bing, I made this bing. too easy. Man, Black Mirror was good. They, I wonder when the next. They haven't talked. They didn't talk about it today for sure. But I wonder when the next season's gonna come out. Well, from what I've heard, what, what's the name of that? Charlie Brooker. Charlie, yeah, uh, uh, Charlie Brooker. Um, last I heard, they renewed it for two more seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so bring it on. Oof, the last one is a doozy. And like I, I, I. It, that counts as Netflix original, right? Ever since yeah, season yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. So ever since one, two, after yeah, from three on. It's been made and distributed solely on Netflix because before it was a uh, Channel Four, I think, in the UK. Yeah. Or yeah, not BBC Channel Four. Cool. But yeah, but like that's that. I mean, that's a cool story too. Is that like that's Netflix mo currently, right? They find stuff that's pre-existing, and then either they rescue it or like because yeah, because like Black Mirror didn't have the outreach the audience it got like before it came to Netflix. I had heard of it, yeah, and you, there was ways to watch it, but not everyone was talking about it. But the once it hit Netflix, because mm-hmm. they put released the first two seasons before this third season came out it was like boom everyone was watching i mean that's the power of netflix we should have pitched firefly season two (laughs) okay next one all right so those are some two very famous uh netflix shows here's a couple a little bit more like no obscure not not too obscure you still i i would guarantee you have heard of all the things on my list okay okay next one is oversaturated abode Oversaturated abode. Oversaturated abode. Um, crowded house. That's a band. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
Terrace House? No, but nope. Terrace doesn't mean oversaturated. Nope. Oversaturated. Um, ooh. Oversaturated, like... At one time, this was the most popular show in America. <laughs> oversaturated House. Colorful... Color home? Doesn't have to be color. Oversaturated. Like... Um, wow, I'm not getting this. This, Nathan, was the remake, the remake, the reboot, whatever it is, a full house, fuller house. Oh. Everywhere you look. How is oversaturated a synonym for fuller? Oversaturated means there's too oh, much. Oh, yeah, 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 too much. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, fine. I was like, how is it? Oh, because, but because of that, that's the fine. definition. It's a slight stretch. All right, here we go. Speaking of slight stretches, how about this one, Nathan? Grey's Anatomy. No. Okay. Ribbon Plug Centaur. Oh. Uh, ribbon Plug Centaur. Do you guys got it at home? You're saying it, right? Ribbon Plug Centaur. Ribbon Plug Centaur. Oh, Bojack Horseman. Yeah. All right. Like a bow in your hair mm-hmm. and a jack like a plug. Okay. Okay. So we're going more like, we're not really going synonyms here. We're going like homonyms. It can, it can be. Homonyms that then convert into synonyms. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, there's no synonym for Bojack. You break okay. it down, then there's stuff. Okay, okay. okay. All right, you want some synonyms? How about this, man? Golf club hand. What? Golf club hand. Golf club hand. Golf club hand. You have it at home? You got it, right? You're saying it. What is another fucking word for golf club? <laughs> oh. Uh, T-arm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's what tee up means, right? That's a, um, head to um, the tee. What are names of golf clubs? There's a, there's a there's a there's a there's a yeah. Just name any of the golf clubs. I don't know. I know nothing about golf. You're terrible. Um, there is there is the, the 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 fuck the driver. Sure, that's one. That's not the one though. That's not the word. Uh, um, the majority of the clubs are called this. You're on the right. It's I, not putter. I, I, I just, it's not driver. It's not wedge. Okay. Um, I I don't know golf. A dinker. I don't know what the hell. It's like, <laughs> um, take out your seven blank. Seven. Wow, dude, this is how stupid I am with golf. That I know exactly where you're going, but I just cannot finish the <laughs> sentence. Take out your seven. Um. Um. Hand me steel? my steel. <laughs> oh, get in there. Uh, Hand me iron, my iron. 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 I forgot the question. Golf club and. <laughs> Golf club and iron. Oh, iron fist. <laughs> that was not good. That was great. <laughs> iron fist. Oh, you think that's... also because I haven't seen any of that show. Oh, like yeah, never, never have I. Like I, I rarely ever like, um, um, base my watching what do you call it habits on like reviews alone. Yeah. But with this show, it was almost completely. It was overwhelmingly. Like, it's just that don't no one that it. yeah, no one that I knew um, was saying that this was worth watching yeah. at all. Not a single publication, not a single friend. Yeah, and, and I was of, already kind of down on it because what what was right before this was it Luke Cage was before Iron was the first Luke season Cage, of Iron yeah. Fist, and I was like kind of mad about that. Yeah, I thought yeah. Luke Cage was was possible. It was just that like I find that more and more, especially the busier you get, you're not so much like um, be selective. Um, 
Yeah, because you're you're kind of like before you start a story, you're kind of investing the time that you have to 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 watch it, and mm-hmm. you're and you're telling yourself that I will have this eight or nine hours, right? And I did not have eight or nine hours to give Finn Jones. I'm sorry, man. That's fair enough, man. And 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 I'm sorry you got canceled. I'm sure a, a, like a hundred people are upset. All one hundred of them. But Daredevil season three is the shit. Solid. <laughs> and until Solid. someone tops that, all right. Yeah. So that was a tough one. Let me give you a, a what's a slightly easier one. Okay, hear about this one. This one's fun to say. Okay. What about attention Caucasians? Dear white people. Yeah. All I right. love that show. That shows that's that's another show that's got kind of under the radar. Like when it was about to come out, there was so much hubbub about it. It's like how dare they have this title. <laughs> and then the show came out and it was good and no one talked about it. Never watched it. It's really good. Hmm. Watch it. It's really nice. Hmm. I don't know why, but when I think about it, I I I, I immediately think of everybody hates Chris. Yeah, it's the actor looks similar. And the original guy who played one of the roles was... That's racist, Sean. Was Chris. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, the, the kid... The the actor who played Chris and Everybody Hates Chris was in the movie version of Dear White People. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of why you... No, I'm trying to save you from being racist. Oh, you got black people? It's this one show. It's the Jeffersons. You mean Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Okay. No, no, no I think it was that one connection. The actor was the same. Exactly. But I just love how quickly... Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, all right. How about this? How about this? How about this? Uh, non-slaveholder. 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 Freedom. Um, free. This uh, one needs a little bit more lateral thinking as opposed to a direct translation. Non. Non-slaveholder. Holder. Okay, so a non-slave would be a uh, uh an owner, um, or a. Not a, fr- I mean, oh, it's, I feel like it's so close. The opposite of a non-slave. What is? What do you call the person that owns a slave? Well, it's not a master. Master of none. There it is. Hey! <laughs> there you go. You got a little insight on how Nathan's brain works. Wait, I don't get how the non-slaveholder. If you're not a slaveholder, you're a master of none. Un. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not a non-slave holder. You're not holding a non-slave. Okay, got it. Got <laughs> you're it. A non-slave holder. Got it. Got it's it. Got no- it. Yeah, it's not a non-slave holder. I know. I was thinking of a, I was thinking of a synonym for holder because I thought it was like master taker or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How about this one? How about master this one? Power. How about this one? Castle of Visas, Ca- House of Cards. Yeah. Ding ding. The ding ding. That was a fast one. Yeah. You think you're fast? How about this one? This one I'm quite proud of. What about provocation Satan? Ooh, provocation Satan. Like some of these are titles I feel like they should have gone with. This Provoc- is one Provocation of the... Satan has a very nice ring to it. It has a ring to it. It also visually looks nice. Okay. Satan. Provocation Satan. What shows has the word devil in it? Yeah, that's a good question. Or demon. Or demon. Or Lucifer. I am blanking out. Okay. Uh, repeat that again. Provocation Satan. Provocation. What's a synonym for provocate? You provoke. Uh, you... Uh, you, 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 you. If you guys are saying it, right? You're, you, you guys are yelling it into your phone, right? You jostle. You, um, uh, provoke. Right? To provoke. This is silly, is to right, guys? Offend. Uh, uh, ooh, provocation Satan. Such a good title. Rolls oh, off the tongue. Oh, right. Is it, is it Daredevil? Of course it's Daredevil. It's Daredevil. Wait. <laughs> what titles have devil in it? Perhaps one I mentioned about 45 seconds ago. <laughs> But explain to me how provocation is a synonym to provoke someone. Dare. I dare you. 
dare you to come at me, bro. I'm All provoking right, you. It's We're, a little bit okay. of a stretch. It's, but, it's a slight stretch. But I, I had to use it because of provocation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're taking a different meaning of the word dare, which yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Not a huge stretch, just, you know, it was a different road that I wasn't on. You provoke someone to do something, dare them to do something. It's the same. It's I'm, similar. I'm, it's similar. I, I feel very right. provoked right now. Three left, three left. Here we go. <laughs> what about USA Banksy? American Graffiti. That's a movie. That's a movie. Not American me. Vandal. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I was so confident with my first one. Yep. <laughs> I'm um I must say though, um American Vandal season two. Cancelled. What? American Vandal is cancelled. Oh why? Because uh, so this one is a little less about the quality and it f- from what I understand it's a little bit more with the distribution. Like it's kind of an old model, like it's not hundred percent produced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. So they have to like buy blah blah blah. So it doesn't quite make sense. So they're shopping around trying to find a new home. But American Vandal season two is so good. Oh my god. American Vandal season two and I think this might just be very personal to me, but it's some of the best TV I watched this year. Mm-hmm. Just because it was very easy to watch, it was um, executed very well, oh, like, yeah. very believably. The story kept me going. It was like the it was the most bingeable thing I've seen this year, other than Daredevil season three. And um, it had a really nice message at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It had a really nice message at the end of it. Like it was, it had something fresh to say about social media. It was encapsulated was very, very well. Like yeah. I feel like it's something that 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 people of all ages need to hear and be aware of in terms of the message. The 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 vehicle that they deliver it in is like a shit prank, but like literally a shit prank. But hmm. the message behind the whole mockumentary, I just found it beautiful that was great and if you haven't watched season two or season one for that matter i highly highly recommend just watching it it's so good so funny and it seems super like like bro humor like oh yeah and it seems like a parody but it's not it's closer to a satire even it's it's really well done it's really well done and like the meta commentary of like actually in fact the fact that they canceled by netflix only makes me more like i desire to see season three even more because you know how they're like halfway through season one, or was it? I forgot when it was, but they're like, we were producing the show and then it got picked up by Netflix. And then yeah. it was like, it, it was like commenting on itself. Uh-huh. And like halfway through the story of season one, they were like, oh, people watched our first episode. It was a whole thing. So now they Very can be like, oh, we got canceled by Netflix, but now we're on Amazon or whatever. Right. I, will, I gotta look forward to it. Okay, last two. Here we go. How about Brain Poacher? What's Brain Poacher? Uh, starring Dreamboat Jonathan Groff, Mind Gay. Hunter. Yeah, that 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 series. Um, gay Dreamboat is what I was saying. <laughs> Openly gay Jonathan Groff. Good for him. Um, it, it it took me a while to sink my teeth into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's really interesting. But like, I stopped at episode three, and then like. A whole bunch of people were talking about it. I jumped back in at episode four, and then for some reason, episode four was when things kind of kicked into a different mm-hmm. gear, and then I just kept going and going and going. You know what's weird? What? I actually haven't watched the final episode of the season. No. Because I heard it doesn't really have closure, right? Um, I don't know why. I, okay, first of all, I mean, I think it's mostly just like, I just never got around to it, but I'm like, I also heard like it doesn't give a conclusion, so I was like, ah, I might as well wait for season two then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll go home and watch it. It's It has a sense of closure. It has a sense of closure. Like, like I mean, I, 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 I suspect they might want to continue the story. You hope so. But it has a sense of closure somewhat. I mean, it's definitely worth checking out. I will check it out yeah. when I get back. All right. And then this final one, perhaps my favorite. Enormous Orifice. I really don't know why they didn't go with this title. Big Mouth. Yeah. Enormous Orifice. <laughs> Nick Kroll, John Mulaney. <laughs> 
Jason Manzukis. Jason Manzukis. Did you know the the fucking hormone monster is not Jason Manzukis? Isn't it? It's Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah. like Nick Kroll doing Jason Manzukis. That's why it's confusing. <laughs> right? I I never watched a lot of that show. It's good. It's funny. I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like again, it's a, it's the time thing, man. Like you're just, in, you're trying, you're, you're investing in the that time. That is totally fair. You're investing in the time, and like I just feel like there's so much to watch that, like even the things that I regularly do watch are slowly dropping out. Like I usually see shows to their very end, like no matter what, like Prison Break. Yep, of course. <laughs> Heroes. I'm okay to let it go. Twenty four. Um. Fucking. Uh, what else am I thinking about? I can't remember. But I usually see shows to their very end. But like something about just the the sheer volume of TV now, it makes it so easy to just like latch onto a story, become so invested in it, in it, and then suddenly just forget and drop it so quickly. But the thing with Big Mouth is, it's one of those shows that you can just turn around at the end of the night when you want your brain to shut off a little bit and enjoy twenty five minutes of stupid. Okay, it's pretty stupid. Okay, and it's funny. I tend to I tend to look to YouTube for that if I'm Fair. looking for yes, like me quick too. kind me of too, like me too, me too. just shut my brain off and like <laughs> I'm I'm such a millennial but mm-hmm. like as much as it it, it 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 might sound stupid sometimes when I really just want to switch my brain off or like if I want to go to sleep and I can't sleep I will watch let's plays like people playing video, video, games. video games yeah fair enough something about that is just it's just it, it skirts the fine line of of like entertaining and engaging and pointless it's like engaging that but easily to disengage from or something very easy to disengage yeah, yeah, yeah. the moment i stop caring or the moment i focus on something else i can completely because you're not missing out on anything it if you don't white noise and then you can yeah. come back to it yeah i totally understand that's interesting that's it's a good a point. perfect white noise it's a good point mm-hmm. uh that was a good game thank you very much for preparing that i love that game it's so <laughs> fun play along send in your own things it's great ah uh, game time Okay, so uh, one thing that I was curious about um, during that Netflix conference, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess this whole episode is going to be like a Netflix kind of situation. But um, one thing that I was very fascinated about was when they were telling us um, that every uh, Netflix account is personalized. Of course, we all know this. Yeah. But it made me bubble think, like, up. They would. They want the good stuff to bubble up. Is what he kept yeah. saying. But it made me think because I would like to think that the both of us share very similar oh, interesting. TV yes. and movie tastes. The both of us kind of watch very similar things. Uh, what are the first uh, like five shows that catch your eye when you first open your Netflix? So I'm going onto my phone right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first thing comes up is my list, which shouldn't count, right? Continue watching doesn't count, right? So what's after that? Um, like I guess it would have to be. Um, or maybe I have to log in on your computer because, like, um, I don't know if it's the same interface or your phone. It should be, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be. It's the exact same thing. Like, okay, maybe here's a better thing. But here's the problem, though. What that- catches your eye that you d- wouldn't usually watch that Netflix is suggesting to you? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite fair because my girlfriend uses my account almost as much as I do, so it's kind of a oh, mix of our stuff. Oh, there's no separation of church and state, John. What are you doing? I know, right? That was the whole guy's point, too. He's like, I have a wife, and I love her, but we watch other things. Okay, but here we go. So as I scroll down, so I've got popular Netflix, trending now, Netflix originals. So my first category is Western buddy TV comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, How I Met Your Mother? No. Orange is New Black? No. ID Crowd Glow. Uh, Glow I Already Watch? No. So my first few categories yeah. that they suggest to me are U.S. true crime TV shows. Okay. Because, I mean, I have been 
watching those for some reason. So if those those of you are a little bit confused, so basically what Netflix does is it has a a relatively complex algorithm that based off of what you watch, they find people who have similar tastes and basically like show, put stuff in front of your face that you would think they think you want to watch. But yeah, off off just like the first few things I see, US true crime TV shows, because I've been watching Mm -hmm. Confession Tapes. Yeah, yeah. I watched um, Evil Genius. Um, I watched Making a Murderer. OJ Simpson, Making a Murderer, Narcos. I don't know why I watch so many of these true crime things. Like, I think I'm just fascinated by the mystery sometimes of like the whodunits. Mm -hmm. That's why Making a Murderer season one was so frustrating to me. And that's also why I don't understand why people watch BuzzFeed's Unsolved. <laughs> I truly, I just... I hate that show. Like, why would you start something just to be exactly where you started again at the very end? No, but also, I think except I Except now you have a bunch of useless shit in your head that you're not scared of. I think I just don't like their form. I, I like a lot of things that BuzzFeed does. Like, um, yeah, Worth It is one of my favorite things on, mm-hmm. Netflix, on, on YouTube. But with it, like, Amy T- Tupac Shakur was a rapper. And it, like, what's this guy doing with his voice? And they'll get interrupted by that guy who's like, like What? Biggie Smalls with the rapper too. Yeah. It's just I don't like it. They're, they're starting but your to, grievances. They're, they're starting yeah. to get a little bit like 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 they're, they're they're grasping at straws of all these sports and and music conspiracies and all that. I just don't understand why people watch something where they are exactly where they started out in the beginning. Now it's just that now their head is filled with like useless shit. Right, you know, that doesn't really go anywhere because there's no conclusion. That's why making a murderer is the most annoying thing because it took a big part of my headspace when I watched it, and I even watched season two, and then I just gave up on it because yeah. it got so stupid. And I hate Netflix for <laughs> playing me like that, bro. Rough, rough stuff. <laughs> so you're saying, okay, so back to what your original point was. That, okay, I'm looking at my Netflix now, which again is a hybrid of my girlfriend's and mine viewing habits. Mm-hmm. So my second category is award-winning Western TV shows, and the one as I scroll through that catches my eye that I haven't seen yet because I've seen most of everything is Wild Wild Country. Mm, okay. So I should probably add that to my list and check it out and see if they are right. So mine, one of the categories that I'm seeing is dark criminal investigation TV shows. It, it's crazy how specific these categories get. Critically acclaimed dark Western TV shows. Uh-huh. Gritty Western crime TV. Also, I keep saying Western. I imagine to see Cowboys, but it's not. It's just American. It's American. Wow. <gasps> Jeopardy's on Netflix? Game changer, son! Jeopardy is on Netflix. Why would it be on Netflix? Because that's because they love us. <laughs> but yeah. Um it's 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 worrying really, like the the amount of TV that we watch sometimes. It makes me um a little bit worried for my own headspace <laughs> sometimes. Why is that? Because like what we said previously about um uh, you watch something and then you forget about it, and then like it, it, it kind of it, it takes up so much of your of your of your emotional and uh, mental space. Yep. And then because there's so many shows, you go on to the next thing, and then like it, it, in in two three weeks time, you almost you forget things and the details get foggy. Something that get, that imprinted so heavily on you is just now gone into the ether. Is and, it like, really gone though? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it is because just now when you were asking me about. Um, 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 exactly. Mindhunter. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you ask me about Mindhunter, I could not definitively give you a confident answer. I was kind of like, yeah, it kind of ends conclusively, but I just genuinely can't remember how it ends. Yeah. Even it's, though I watched the whole thing from start to finish. It's, it, it is kind of weird now because, yeah, I'm, as I scroll through my Netflix now, I'm like, oh, look at these shows I've seen that I kind of like, like the end of the fucking world. When I watched it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. That's all. You know I, what I mean? I think it's, it's something, weird. I think it's something about, um, 
the variety of mediums. Like I, I I'm starting okay. to slowly adjust that because like recently I've been watching less TV. Okay. And I love how this first started out as like an ad for Netflix, and now it's like fuck. Well, Netflix. we're just our honest thoughts <laughs> yeah, yeah. about Netflix, but um, yeah, keep going. But like. I've been watching a lot less TV lately, a lot less movies, like a lot less screen things. And I've been listening to more music. I've been listening to more podcasts. I've been reading a few books even. Not a few books, like two books. Um, a book. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I've been reading... The back uh, of a shampoo the, bottle. The back of a cereal box. <laughs> um, uh, it's... it's 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 starting to create these like different uh, 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 I don't know what do you call it channels of thought where like it's not just becoming like TV shows that I catch up and watch with every single week. I've given up on the ones that just don't treat me well anymore. Like, yeah, it's a you've Walking Dead. You, yeah, Walking Dead is gone. I'm sorry, Walking I walked Dead away fans. From that a long time I couldn't. Ago. Yeah, but it's like yeah, you choose the ones you in truly engage with. So okay, so not it's not on Netflix. Actually, it's not on Netflix in Asia. But I recently just finally picked up a show and binge that I've been meaning to for a while, and I hear amazing things about it. Have you seen The Expanse? Dude, The Expanse yeah. is one of the greatest shows to have come out in recent years. It's so good. Oh, is The Expanse good. like the, the Firefly kind of like yeah, it uh, had, it, spiritual si- successor? It f- closer to Battlestar, I feel, in terms of vibe and like. Okay. <coughs> But like what made what made me finally sit down and watch it was that the, that it was it was successfully had a fan campaign. Mm. So this was a show, a uh, really br- brief thing. It's based off a of sci-fi novels. Basically, twenty two hundred years in the future, uh, humans have successfully colonized the solar system. They mm. created a drive, uh, an engine drive that can help them get all the way out there. And in the future, there's like sixty billion people on Earth, and they're all fucked up. And there's uh, Mars is an independent um, republic. And then there's people living in the belt, the asteroid belt that their own thing too. So three different factions and they almost come to the grips of civil war and trying to figure out what that is and why and what is a conspiracy and a murder mystery. It's, it's really cool. It's really compelling. And like the nerdy side of me is like, oh man, the, the physics of it is really, really interesting. Anyway, so. But, the okay. physics of it. Yeah, yeah. No, like for example. Okay. The way the, the, the laser travels through the air. Or the way no, like for example, they okay. drop their cup. It so falls for example, five seconds faster. They, okay, so let's get nerdy. So in the show. They've created uh in the history of the show they created like a, a a drive that can get them that can efficiently get them across the space, mm. but they still have to rely on real physics. So for example, the fastest way to get like say from Earth to like Jupiter is to accelerate all the way till the halfway point of Jupiter, then flip the, the ship around and decelerate all the way. It's the most efficient way, and doing that creates artificial gravity. And because for example, and then the people who live in the belt have exaggerated bodies because they don't have gravity, so they have like longer, slimmer bodies. It's it. it Shut up. It's interesting. But, okay, so in the real world now, this show... the listeners just heard me eye roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. It's good. Um, so, in the, sh- the history of the show outside in the real world, is basically, this was on sci-fi, which right away, right. I'm like, I'm not going to watch something on sci-fi. Yeah. Despite the fact that this cast boasts people like Thomas Jane, fucking Jared Harris, mm-hmm. David Strathern later on. It's like a solid cast and yeah. really well done, really well acted, yeah, really yeah. well imagined. But it's on sci-fi. I don't watch anything on sci-fi. But then it got canceled, and then there was a fan campaign like there usually is. But this one was saved by Amazon. Mm. Netflix's enemy. I must say, like, I was an early adopter to that show. I watched the first episode when it came out, and I was so not into it. Same. You watch the first three episodes, I guarantee you're not going to put it down. It's oh, really good. Oh, okay. See, so like, because I, 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 because it came out quite a while ago, right? Mm-hmm, 2015, I, I think. The yeah. Was. I remember seeing a lot of ads for it, or like some, some, some trailers for it, and thinking that this 
looks like like the Firefly mm-hmm. reboot that people have been asking so it doesn't for. have that whimsy it doesn't have that sense of fun it's not Joss Whedon right mm-hmm. but it does have that grittiness and it's really dude trust me just go back and watch it it's good but again this is uh, I, I go back to the you're investing time mm-hmm. I'm just intri- Worth it. I'm just like intrinsically so uninterested in sci-fi fair star wars is the is like the stretchiest stretch i could like in terms of like sci-fi that i would i wouldn't even count like show up to watch i don't even think like star wars even counts as sci-fi it's more soap opera at this point i mean okay so the hallmarks of sci-fi is not even it's not just the space and future it's like it's using that kind of world to comment on the world we live in now Got it. So, like, Star Trek would be like, what if we lived in a society where people got along and were blah, 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 blah. Star Wars is like an epic. It's more closer to a fantasy with, like, a big hero's journey and stuff. But it also, but I hear talks, what you're saying. It you're also talks about That's environmental fine. consequences. Like, you know, if, 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 if global warming hits an all-time high, the seas will dry up and our planet will be covered in salt. I know. Totally, totally. Yes. And sand and it gets everywhere. Yeah. And the importance of holding the high ground. Mm-hmm. If you take away nothing from the prequel that's a, films, that's a philosophical uh, 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 lesson. If I've yeah. heard any, but my whole point explaining all this is that yeah, you have to be choose. You have to. I no longer. There are very few shows I'll watch casually. Mm. Like I want something that'll engage me, and luckily there's still plenty that do that. Right. And the Expanse was my newest one, and I wish it was on Netflix, but it's not. So what are you gonna do? Okay. Awesome. Well, my newest one, real quick, I won't dive too deep into it, but it's a new show on Amazon Prime called Homecoming. Ah, yeah, you're telling me about that. Directed by Sam Esmail, who directed Mr. Robot. Um, almost the exact same vibe. So if you're into that, jump into that. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. starring Julia Roberts. Yeah, and this if, is on Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime. So like, this is like all I know about pitch. it is that it was based on a podcast. So what the fuck? What's it about? Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna get into it, but um, a little bit. Just give me a little bit of a taster. Okay, so it's about uh, Julia Roberts is a homecoming uh, agent with open inverted commas, meaning she's like a transitional agent for military personnel coming home from uh, oh. uh, 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 their trips. So not to do with high school. No, no, no. Okay. So like they come back from Iraq, Afghanistan or whatever and they need like a transitional officer of sorts. Like help them out basically. Exactly. So, um, Wait, is she in the military? Is she an officer? No, no. So Julia Roberts okay. is this homecoming officer mm. and she's basically like in this Officer, uh, but she's not in the military no, herself. sorry. Okay. I mean it like the same way like a counselor sure, or sure, sure, a therapist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought so too but I was yeah. officer. Yeah, anyway. So like a therapist of sorts and she helps these uh, 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 Military personnel transition back into normal life, with um, uh, how to deal with uh, PTSD. Yeah, how to deal with PTSD. How to think, deal with things like job interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, Deal with like questions that they might get in 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 the real world. Things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I've only I've only seen the first episode. Okay. But within the first, which is episode, by the way, thirty minutes long. Thirty minutes long. Right? That, that blew my mind. I couldn't think of another thirty-minute drama. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, continue. Um, but, and this is not a big spoiler. But in the first episode, you see that they're cutting forward in time, uh-huh. where she is now working in a diner in a small town. Interesting. And there's no explanation why. Interesting. Well, you've Ooh. piqued my interest. You've wet my whistle. I mean, you had me at Julia Roberts, but yeah, that's how. Yeah, great. I just I Julia Roberts and Matt Damon. Those are the two like most like interesting famous people, but like still so normal and watchable. At least that's how I feel about Julia Roberts, even though she's like a super crazy star. I know what you're saying. But she still feels like 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 female Matt Damon or like Matt Damon feels like male Julia Roberts, whatever I, it is. I, I kind of get what you're saying. Like they can still kind of almost be the everyman. Yeah. 
they're, yeah. they're, they're like Every the ultimate person. they're the ultimate mirror i guess like you can put anything on them kind of a as, thing. yeah as opposed to like chris hemsworth yeah or rihanna <laughs> the actress what do you feel about tom hanks tom hanks i feel like he is that mirror but not for us that mirror of like a father figure Right. I think that's why everyone calls him like America's dad or whatever it is. Like know. you see traits of like father figures that you either yearn for mm. or you recognize um, through the characters that Tom Hanks plays or even just him as a person. I, think. I mean, because with Tom Hanks, it's, it's so interesting because it's almost like I can never turn off my brain and be like, that's not Tom Hanks. No matter what he does. And he played like a myriad of different characters from different backgrounds and he always transforms. Does he transfer? I don't know, but like it's Tom Hanks. He's he's. I mean, he's, he's got a thing going for it. It's like it's like oh, that's Tom. It's like that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. But in a way, it's almost less desirable being like. Oh, he's no Gary takes... Oldman. Yeah. You know, in the sense that like Gary Oldman can be in a movie and you won't even know it mm-hmm. sometimes. Tom Hanks is always very clearly Tom Hanks. Yeah. But I feel like he. I mean, not that I've seen at least, but he's never really played characters that stretch too far from what his actual personality is. I feel. Yeah, I know. Am I, wrong it's about like, that? I kind of want to agree with you, but I kind of like. But it's also like, okay, let's look at it factually. So, in he, like the terminal, uh-huh. Saving Private Ryan, uh-huh. Forrest Gump, big. Maybe you are right. So okay, so he plays. Okay, so you know what's interesting is that he's played characters that are supposed to be very different from him, are based on real life characters, mm-hmm. and are supposed to be out of the world, but they're all kind of like Tom Hanks. Kind of. Forrest Gump is Tom Hanks with an accent. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Jim Lovell, who is a real person from Apollo 13, is still kind of just Tom Hanks. Oh, I don't know. Kind of blows my mind. Woody is Tom Hanks with a string behind him. Indeed. Yeah. And cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. Um, fuck. Okay. Speaking Hanks. Speaking of which, apparently they, they, they just finished doing all the, the recordings for Toy Story 4. Yeah. And both Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks were freaking the hell out during the last scene. Freaking! Oh, like like crying. In, yeah, in terms of like, I I everyone leave the room right now, kind of like. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I heard something about that. I heard there was a big reaction. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I guess we'll have to wait. Pixar hit us up. <laughs> well, Nathan. Well, John. That was pretty cool. I mean, that was a real cool experience today. I mean, I still can't believe I've been up. It's six o'clock in the afternoon, and I've been up for like ten hours. Um, welcome to how like most people live. I guess so. <laughs> how do you guys do it? Um. Yeah. Thank you very much for keeping me company during that event. Thank you for um, having me. It, um. Yeah. Uh, before we sign off here, I wonder. I feel like we've kind of done a disservice to our listeners in not breaking any like news. So let's just put it this way: What's one thing you're most excited about coming out on Netflix in the coming months and in 2019? Oh. Okay. The. Oh, we didn't talk Dude, about a big fucking panel. Fuck. We didn't even mention that we met. Uh, not met, but we saw Andy Circus. Yeah. We got halfway through the panel, and then we played a game, and then we got distracted. We got super distracted. Anyway, it was a rough uh, foot, uh, Spark Notes version. Andy we Circus. saw Andy Circus, who plays Gollum and, and Snoke and Caesar and, 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 and just everything iconic in the world of motion capture. Uh, he plays Ulysses Claw in the Marvel MCU. Um, he came to promote a new movie that he directed called Mowgli. He's such a, he's like such an eloquent, elegant, sophisticated dude, isn't he? I want him to be my grandpa. Right? Yeah. Or even just an uncle. Yeah. But like, you know, you always see him, like when you see him working on a set, he's got the fucking suit on, he's like moving around, he's really animalistic, and then he's talking, he's like, look at this gentleman of yeah. British nature. Yeah. And you just know that he can become a monkey in like half half a second. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he spoke about um, a movie that's coming out on Netflix called Mowgli. Um, it's the Jungle Book. Yeah, it's the Jungle Book, basically. Um, 
what else? Uh, what, what no, else okay. So, so after that, okay, we'll, we'll go back because I don't know why we were wrapping it up. But uh, also the big kind of like big thing was that they brought in a couple of actors from the Umbrella Academy. Yes. This upcoming series that's based on a graphic novel done by um, Gerard Way of My yeah. Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. And Robert Sheehan uh, you might know him from Geostorm. No, you might know him from a, t- a, little, a little tiny TV show called Misfits that came out in the UK a couple of years ago, which is really great as well. He played a character named Nathan. That's right. Yes. I almost forgot that. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, I mean, I turned off my brain for a second as he was talking about his new character, number four, mm-hmm. in uh, Umbrella Cat, that's the name of his character. And I'm like, he could just be talking about Misfits. Pretty much. Because <laughs> that's the similar show. It's like a, a weird group that gets together, are adopted, they all have superpowers. It sounds interesting. And like the footage they showed looks great. Ellen Page is in it, and she's always a delight. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige is... It looks like kay. Ellen Page is playing Michael Sarah in this show. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but weirdly enough, the the biggest takeaway from this conference, um, for me at least, uh, and the things that I'm very curious to, to check out on Netflix, is, are all the Korean shows. They were really trying to push that. There are a lot of Korean shows on Netflix, I'm but, intrigued. but specifically the reality-based ones, only because I am a complete pleb. I don't know anything Nothing about Running Man. I don't know anything about... Um, all these kind of shows is Terrace House. That's Japanese, right? Terrace House is Japanese, but it's it, kind of got that similar vibe of it's like a reality show that's weird. I don't believe so. I think Terrace House is almost like a completely it's like different Big Brother, thing. right? Yeah, I think Terrace House is almost like Big Brother minus like the trashy drama, right? But um, I don't know anything about these shows like Running Man. I've had them described to me tons of times. I've seen bits <laughs> and pieces, but I still don't know what separates these shows from, say, something like uh. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, sure, or like well, yeah. Fear Factor, or something where they're just kind of doing activities. You know, it's like a completely different like ecosystem, almost like like a. I have no idea. I have no like. I, I'm sure some like most of you, not most of you, but a handful of you listeners watch these shows religiously and are just like yelling at me, like, why haven't I seen these yet? I don't know why I haven't picked any of them up. But from the conference Which, today, again, is Korean style reality shows. Yes. From the from today's conference, I really want to check out Busted. Busted looks interesting, as well as which which what's the elevator pitch of that? It's a murder mystery meets game show. Game show meets, meets. variety show. I don't know. I meets, really. It looks. It sounds like again. It's just like fucking Japanese anime. You explain it. It sounds weird. I have but no idea. It looks interesting. And the other one is um, YG something. I can't remember, but it's like one of the members of Big Bang. Okay. Like the the huge the bang the band yeah. the group. One of the members of Big Bang, he made a reality show um for Netflix, but it's like a mockumentary mm. where he plays himself mm-hmm. trying to like be a more enterprising interesting character in the K-pop industry. I might be completely screwing up the pitch, but it always seems like Korea's coming up with these very strange off-kilter like not sure if this is a variety show or like a narrative kind of thing but I'm genuinely curious as to like that whole world of TV that I have never explored before. I mean it's I mean there's so much of it out there. <laughs> because like there's things like 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 recently Netflix released like The Bodyguard which yeah. I'm sure is a great show but it's more but so also, like, I mean that was again that was originally produced by British television and then bought yes. by Netflix for international distribution. But it's kind of like one of it's like, like if 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 you told me like um bodyguard versus like say Alab- uh, uh, busted that mm-hmm. korean reality show i'm sure that in terms of entertainment value and in terms of like story bodyguard is much 
more compelling. It's just that I've seen so many other shows like that. Yeah, it's like Homeland, apparently. Yeah, it's like, I mean, like Homeland fills that I'm space. I'm still going to watch it now. 24 fills that space. The All the Mission Impossible movies that I've watched kind of fills that space. It's just different people, different actors, different characters, different setting. Mm-hmm. But like this whole world of Korean reality TV... I kind of want to like dip my toes in it just Try a little it. bit because I have a lot of friends that watch Running Man and I'm super curious as to like what the appeal is because apparently like it's not just variety. It's not just people doing silly things. There is an element of character. There's an element of like personality and like almost like a narrative of some sort that I have no concept how they um, kind of like mix into the show I Get guess into it bro mm-hmm. uh, so here's what I'm excited about and this is weird because I didn't think that this is what I was going to be excited about is kind of similar to Nathan but almost in a different vein is like yeah how much stuff is coming out that's like Asian mm. like my two my the main thing I'm okay Umbrella Academy looks awesome I think it's going to be great that's what I'm very excited about oh no about. that one's a guaranteed watch but there's a movie coming out called Always Be My Maybe Always Be Your Maybe Always, Always Be My Maybe Always Be My Maybe which is a, a produced written directed star uh, not directed but produ- at least written and, and starring Ali Wong the pregnant lady who's Asian and um, what's his face Randall Park. Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat it's a rom-com it looks great it looks hilarious and I can't wait to fucking watch it and I just love that there's more stuff coming out this year let it continue of Asian American stuff mm-hmm. Asian American Asian if- they're slightly different and I like that there's room for that what if like the new American stereotype for Asians is like oh you Asians just always in rom-coms always- <laughs> That's like the new stereotype. You slanty-eyed rom-commer. <laughs> Fuck. And okay, and here's one that we we that sounds really interesting. It's called Tressy, and it's cool because now I can actually Google it and like all the embargo's been lifted, so all this news is released. Tressy is an anime coming out uh, that's going to be apparently is produced here in Singapore and Jakarta, but it's about a comic book that is about Filipino ghosts. What is a and Filipino f- ghost? Fuck, okay. You think fucking explaining Japanese anime is fucking crazy? I'm imagining like like a demon Jollibee. Dude, <laughs> even worse. Even scarier than that. Filipino fucking folklore when it comes to horror stuff is fucking creepy and weird. We have this thing that's called uh, a maranangal. Maranangal. Maranangal, which is fun to say, but like, um, is like a woman that's cut in half and flies around like her upper half of her body and her lower half of her body flies around separately and she's trying to steal your baby or fetuses or some shit like that jesus christ and there's these thing called duende which directly translates to dwarf mm-hmm. and there's these little creatures that live in little mounds in little fields and if you pee on them they make your dick fall off because you know if you imagine you're walking around and you see a field and there's a mound it looks like a perfect place to piss on if you do it you'll die at least your dick will. Um, so I I'm feel looking like forward that, to that show. That's super like old wives taily, like don't pee there or something. But dude, I can, I Pretty just Google the picture of a mananangal. <laughs> I'm amazed that you're able to almost spell it. It's basically spell it? it's basically a winged woman. Yeah, just the top half of her. Now. Just a, so like it's boobs and it's it's head, arms, boobs, and then like a dangling spine. Yep. And she has wings. And she's holding on to a severed head. Why is she holding on to a severed head? I don't know, man. But she, Why wouldn't she want to get another bottom half? I don't know. But I, she's out to steal your babies, yo. Filipino your babies or your fetus or something like that. Filipino uh, demons just seem like 
weird fever dreams. Well, here here's one. There's one called a capre, which is like a a giant fucking ogre monster thing. It's like a tree giant basically. Mm-hmm. And the origin they have this was they have glowy eyes and or something something. And the origins of this one allegedly, this could be an urban legend, but allegedly it came about in like the mid 20th century when um Filipinos would see like African Americans <laughs> smoking by trees. Oh, and no. they were like, "Oh my god, it's a monster." <laughs> That's allegedly what it was. Like the glowing eyes were the cigarettes and the big black men were the giants. I don't oh, know. my. But I'm looking forward to Tresse. I hope it's good. And I'm hoping f- for all the amazing things that Netflix is bringing because Netflix is the shit. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I guess this episode is unknowingly brought to you by Netflix. Thank you very much for the invite. Sure. Um, thank you very much for uh, coming with me, John. All our opinions are our own. Yes. Thank you for having me today. That was really cool. And thank you, listeners, for sitting through us talking about TV for... Uh, Is it TV? It's not TV. It's, it's Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> nope, that's HBO. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the hang. Hey! Hey!